From the studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Thank you so much for that introduction, and thank you for coming on back. Or if this is your first time, welcome. I'm glad you joined us. This is episode number three of the Cannabis Podcast. And if this is your first time, this is an exploration of a Canadian's cannabis culture, one toke at a time. And this week, here's what we got lined up. We're going to talk a little bit about gifting cannabis this season. We'll have an update on the retail scene. Things are starting to change here in the Okanagan. We still don't have any stores, but things are starting to bubble up, shall we say. We're going to do another Strain Explain this week. And this is on Tangerine Dream from San Rafael 71. A really nice sativa. That Strain Explain is coming up a little bit later. And we're going to have a conversation with a first-time cannabis user. I'm really looking forward to that perspective. All of that and more is coming your way here on Episode 3 of the Cannabis Podcast. I am kind of excited about today for a couple of reasons. I'll share with you that the day that I'm recording this, it's my birthday. I won't tell you how old I am because that would kind of discourage you. You probably think I'm like 21 or something. (laughs) Okay, I know you don't. Thank you to everybody who has remembered my birthday. Lots of happy greetings on Facebook. So I'm feeling pretty good to start the day. And then let's add to that a couple of different things. First of all, I think it's time to do another strain review or a strain explain. And I have an unopened pack of Tangerine Dream from San Rafael, which I'm going to be sampling in a little bit. Because I think because it's my birthday, it's time that I get baked to start my day. And the other thing about today is that I started opening up my birthday gift. And I was extremely pleased when I noticed that my son, Ian, who many of you have already met, gifted me a book, Cannabis, the Canadian Weed Reader. It's by E. Reed Ross, and it is published by Adams Publishing, Adams Media, an imprint of Simon & Schuster Incorporated, Copyright 2017 by Simon & Schuster, Incorporated. 420 Things You Need to Know About Living the High Life. Some real cool facts in this book. Now, before I start quoting some of this book, I have an email off to the folks at Simon & Schuster, making sure that I have permission to use some of these details. So stand by and come back later As soon as we have the ability to start talking about this book, we will do so. Now, I think there's something else we could do, perhaps with a strain review. THC, CBD, let's talk about the chemistry, explain that strain. We were going to do a strain explain of Tangerine Dream. And because this is an unopened package, you get to share with me the joy of once again lifting the cover on our Strain Explain. Here's the sound of the stamp breaking. It's not that exciting of a sound, I realize that. But the stamp has been broken on Tangerine Dream, and now I get to do the lift and peel off the bottom portion of it, and it lifted and peeled rather nicely. Oh, that is a very sweet smell. 
San Rafael's Tangerine Dream is a sativa-dominant strain, and sativa is what I'm looking for today. It has some deep purple buds that's grown, hand-trimmed, and hang-dried. Its robust citrus aroma is created by a diverse terpene profile highlighted by myrcene, which, of course, is also found in lemongrass. San Rafael reports Tangerine Dream produces effects that include focus, creativity, happiness, uplift, and or energy. From a THC perspective, my packaging indicates that the THC is 0.98%, and then the total THC is 14.99%. Fairly low in the CBD. CBD is only 0.04% total and 0.02% in the non-total. That is the terpene profiles of Tangerine Dream. Definitely has a citrus aroma. And the buds, as I pull one of the buds out and take a peek at it. Oh, it really does look sweet. It's been well trimmed, I have to say. Oh, lots of purple in that bud. Very, very nice. Tell you what, let me fire up the vaporizer and give this a puff and let you know how it makes me feel to start baking my day. There are the magical two tones that we're always waiting for when we're firing up the vaporizer. Oh, the citrus terpenes in Tangerine Dream really give it a very, very nice taste. Love the taste of it. Feels really good. So the terpenes within Tangerine Dream, as we said, are myrcene, beta-pinene, which also helps to give some of that pine scent, alpha-pinene. Those are the main terpenes in Tangerine Dream. And the effect, oh, one hit so far, and I am starting to feel that bake process. Let me extend that just a little bit more. I honestly don't think there's a better way to start the day, especially on one's birthday, than to start it baked. And I can tell you from experience, as of this point, Tangerine Dream, the sativa dominant from San Rafael, is a pretty darn good sativa to start your day with. Oh, I'm bursting with energy. I've got the happy feeling behind my eyes. It's a really nice strain. I now understand why a lot of people have been talking about the beauty of Tangerine Dream. And that is our strain explain for this edition of the Cannabis Podcast. I haven't added anything further at the end of a strain explain up till now, but after having had the Tangerine Dream roll around in my brain for a while, I thought I should add an update because I am feeling fantastic. <laughs> this is a really nice strain. It gives me just a whole bunch of energy. My mind is just bursting with energy. And it also reminded me of something that our guest in today's episode was asking me about after we had finished recording. And that was when I use the vaporizer, what kind of temperatures am I using? So it's a bit of a sidebar to that. Again, I use the Mighty Vaporizer from Storrs and Bickle which does have adjustable temperature ranges. I tend to go somewhere between 178 Celsius to 182 Celsius. Depends on the strain. If I'm not getting as much vapor as I think I am, or as I think I should, I'll probably push it up to about 182. If I'm finding that it's a bit harsher than I like, when I start to draw on it, then I'll drop it down to 178. And I find somewhere within that range seems to work for most of the strains that I have tried. Now, of course, just with the smoke itself, everybody's reaction is going to be individualized, so your temperatures may vary. Oh, this is a really nice strain. I'm liking it. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get on with the next piece. 
from studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And part of the fun for me in putting this podcast together is to see who's going to be involved, who's going to have some feedback, and how it's going to grow organically. And I got a touch of that after last week's episode. I saw a comment that had been left by a friend of mine, a friend that I've known for the last three or four years, and it was a friend that surprised me in making the comment. I then approached him and asked if he would be a guest on the show. He graciously accepted. And you're about to hear our conversation. We pick it up just after I introduce my guest, Mr. Michael Cote. Thank you for having me, Gary. I'm so glad that you decided to come and join me here on the Cannabis Podcast. Michael is a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine. He was uh, five years of full-time study at the Canadian College of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine in Victoria. Also, as part of his program, he attended a postgraduate internship in advanced studies at the prestigious Chengdu University. I got it. Almost, but Almost. You're, you're, it's much better than your previous attempt. Yes. Okay, good. So tell me how it is correctly. Chengdu. Chengdu. And, and Michael also spent a bunch of time on cruise ships. Yes. Doing the same thing, right? You were, Practicing you were, acupuncture and Chinese yeah. medicine. That's right. Excellent. I've always been fascinated by your background with yeah. that. Just, just, I, it strikes me as being really interesting. And then, of course, this podcast is centered on cannabis. So needless to say, there has to be some kind of a tie-in down that path. And it was Michael's comment after listening to the podcast, which got me interested. And that was, you were gifted some cannabis. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine gave me the yin and yang strain. Which, with Michael being a practitioner of Chinese medicine, makes total sense. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You were gifted just some flour? Uh, yeah. So from the, I guess it was from the BC Cannabis store, okay. as far as I know. Uh, Let's and, hope for, Let's hope, because <laughs> yes. that's the only legal cannabis there can be. <laughs> right. Um, unless I got it from Alberta or something, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> True, so, that is possible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I I thought, well, what am I going to do with it? Because I had no experience, really. Yeah, yeah, because this was your first exposure to the flower. The flower. Because itself, you, you've, yeah. you've been involved with, as, as you were mentioning before, seeds and, and such through uh, your, yeah, your medicine approach. Yeah, typically in Chinese medicine, you use the hemp seed. Okay. And so that's often used for uh, constipation, especially okay. in elderly patients. Yeah. Um, and... That's really the main usage that we have in Chinese medicine okay. for the cannabis plant is the the akines, um, which is the seed of the okay. the cannabis plant. Um, so yeah, being gifted these flowers, I thought, okay, well now now what do I do with it? Yeah, because you, you've never done it, so you probably didn't know how right. to roll a joint. It, well, exactly. And so I had to go onto YouTube and find <laughs> which what to is. do with it and <laughs> figure out what am I going to do. Um, and I got some papers and rolled a joint and <laughs> smoked it. It tasted awful. Yeah. Like a s cigarette smoke. And yeah, well, especially if you've never done that before and because you're yeah. not a smoker. No. You, you've never no. been a smoker. So yeah, that, I bet that felt really harsh for you. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pleasant at all. No. Um, I also had to figure out, well, well how am I going to roll this joint? Am I going to use, like, do I have to grind it up? Yeah. Uh, do I need enough. to find my own... Do I use my own herb grinder at home for my that I use for other herbs? Or am I going to have to clean it between uses? So anyway, I got a separate herb grinder just for the flowers of the cannabis plant. I think that was a smart move on your part. Yeah, yeah. that way I don't have to clean. Exactly. Thoroughly through each time. I, I'm just, I'm just picturing you sitting at the table with your new grinder and, and the cannabis <laughs> flowers grinding it there. It's, it's a real good image, so carry on. Right. Um, and yeah, I got a rolling machine and rolled up some... 
a couple of joints and uh yeah didn't it didn't really f- taste very good and i decided yeah. to vaporize instead another um, smart idea. which yeah which was a much better experience uh what i noticed after vaporizing was within about 30 seconds for myself i i was had no pain so typically when i'm working i, I don't have good posture unfortunately as many i, I, I really have to work on that <laughs> yeah and within about 30 seconds of vaporizing this i i lost i i didn't have any of that pain in my shoulder anymore okay and i thought this is fantastic you know like absolutely not having this pain but the root cause is the bad posture <laughs> so <laughs> I, I shouldn't rely on the cannabis no to fix to, the to, posture to alleviate yeah. that pain so if it did alleviate the pain then i'm suspecting this was a fairly high cbd uh, yes strain? yeah uh, on the packaging it said about 10 percent cbd um, and again, I'm, I'm not sure what that means exactly. Oh yeah, those weird numbers they're using. Because <laughs> they, they, have, they have two numbers beside each other, and I'm not sure how they measure the CBD or THC content in here. Yeah, like, like for example, I have a, a package from Liv, it's Kinky Kush, it's an Indica. Yeah. And it's indicating uh, 0.01% of THC, but then total THC is 27%. And similar right. for the CBD. So that those are the numbers you're talking about. Yes, yeah. So are they measuring that number per gram? Or are they how how are they measuring it? I, Who I knows? it's a mystery. <laughs> um so yeah, it's apparently the packaging has ten percent C B D and seven percent THC on it. Okay, so enough THC to to give you a bit of a buzz. Right. So it, yeah, it, after the pain relief, I also noticed my eyes felt kind of funny. There's there's a little bit of eye strain, okay. like a little bit of discomfort in my eyes. And Interesting. I, my peripheral vision had expanded. Like I could notice every little detail. It felt much sharper for you. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Something that, that normally wouldn't, I wouldn't pay attention to. No. I, I noticed. That's one of the things of THC and cannabis mm-hmm. from my perspective. You grasp onto things. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your focus changes and it becomes laser sharp on that piece that you just noticed. You know, it's right. kind of like dogs with squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe yeah. it, yeah. No. Similarly, so yeah. your peripheral vision just suddenly popped yes. and, and you became aware of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. very cool. On that, that first joint that you rolled, what would you, if, if you had to grade it, would you, <laughs> well, how would you grade it? So I say one is um, bad and 10 is good. Probably probably about a seven-ish. Oh, I, oh because had, you used YouTube. Because I yes, because I had YouTube <laughs> videos and instructional videos to to learn how to do it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, if I was struggling, I could ask for advice, right? Yeah, you could so. see. But I when I rolled my first joint, I think it was some some cannabis that I got from my brother. There was no YouTube then. There was nobody to ask because I right. was taking it from him. I didn't ask for him for it. And I would probably give that joint that I rolled maybe a, a minus five uh, on the scale. And you give yours a seven. Thank yeah. you, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's great having resources available. There must also be some interest from you with cannabis now being legalized. Yes. Of of what the impact could be for for not only you personally, but but maybe even you and your business. Uh, well, I prefer the medicinal use of, of these things anyway. Yeah. Um, like I think I was telling Gary earlier, uh, if you're suffering or you have a family history of schizophrenia, you should probably avoid yeah. the, these products just because it can bring out those symptoms. Um, but yeah, and certain strains can exacerbate it even more. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah. you, you just have to be careful. Go go slow. Go yeah. low, just like all the advice says. Yeah. And what I'm interested in is like the pain relief aspect. How to use it. Um, other medicinal aspects, okay. not just the hemp seed itself, yeah. um, but what other uses can we have medicinally? And in BC, um, 
it's it's kind of funny because it's legalized now. I can recommend it, even though I practice mm-hmm. a plant-based medicine. I have been for about ten years now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's funny like having being practicing a plant-based medicine and yet not having the medicine available. <laughs> yeah, um, and even yeah. now. I don't know what the colleges are going to do with the College of Physicians or the College of Chinese Medicine, how that's going to work out for me being able to prescribe these things yeah. for people to access it medicinally. Without a, a without medical... Having, um, without having <clears throat> to go to the BC Cannabis Store to exactly. get it. Exactly. Okay. Right? Because now I think Shoppers Drug Mart is um, applying to be able to Yeah, they to put in a pitch to dispense medical. as yeah. well, right? That's true. Um, so for me as a practitioner of Chinese medicine and practicing a plant-based medicine, I want to be able to prescribe something for my patients if I think that will be of value to them. And have some assurity that what you're prescribing is going to do what you think it's supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah. So. And, and that's all in the area that I talked about last episode of in cannabis that has, I mean, when I started smoking in the sixties and seventies, nobody knew about terpenes. Right. Nobody had any idea. Well, quite frankly, back then, we were smoking the leaves. <laughs> okay. Nobody even got to the bud. But nowadays, of course, all you're hearing about is the terpenes. Right. The, on top of the THC and the CBD and the CBN, which are now cannabinol. Yeah, CBD. Yeah, and, and CBN. C- Can, okay. CBD is cannabidiol. Right. CBN is cannabinol. Cannabidiol, yeah. And tetrahydrocannabinol is the THC. Right, yep. Yeah. And then on top of that is the terpenes. Yes. And you were taking a peek. Uh, I have some information that I, I got. Michael was taking a peek at earlier. It's from the Tricome Institute in Colorado. And I think the guy's brilliant. He realizes that with cannabis the way it is now, with recreational being more widespread and occurring in more places, that if we take a more intelligent approach, similar to a sommelier with wine, or what's a cheese? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't think. Of, he has it in there. The I can't, can't think of the term uh, for the cheese. Yeah, whatever a cheese connoisseur is. <laughs> so the whole the whole idea behind what he's doing is, if you understand through the smell, through the density of the bud, through the terpenes that you can f- sometimes tell through the smell of it, that you really should be able to tell what that strain of cannabis is going to do for you. And it's really interesting stuff to, to dive into. And it's just fascinating. And there's a, a wheel in there where you can, can find your bud. <laughs> you can find a picture of it. And it tells you the density, what you should be smelling, and the various terpenes that are associated to that. And you're going to know whether it's going to be an uplifting, I'm going to get some work done, or it's, ah, it's time to watch a movie and fall asleep. <laughs> what I find fascinating about that is it's information. Yes. Right? Even if you're not consuming it, Mm -hmm. it's still valuable information. Totally. And why that information hasn't been available to researchers or somebody wanting to study Mm -hmm. the effects is just, it's just mind boggling to me. It is to me too. Yeah. Like why, I I mean, we've been waiting for this for so long and, and now they're starting to talk about studies. What are the things are you expecting to be able to find with either recreational or medicinal cannabis as, as you carry on? Well, I, I'm really hopeful for a lot of these people with fibromyalgia cases okay. where they've got chronic pain mm-hmm. all over the place. It's not it's not easy to treat. Yeah. Um, with the amount of pain relief I felt within 30 seconds of consuming this, yeah. I I was quite surprised actually how quickly it it took effect. 
And I'm hoping that for some of those patients, it will be of help. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going to depend on, on their other health issues that are going on. Absolutely. So are you going to consume it orally? Yeah. And if it's consumed orally, then it has to be fat soluble. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's missing a gallbladder, they won't be able to digest it as well. Right. So there's so many variables. Absolutely. And there sure are. Yeah. It's just hopefully there'll be some clarity on, on which types of substances are going to be helpful for certain conditions. Yes. And we'll get more information on what types of things need to be avoided yeah. in order to, to prescribe this in a healthful way. It's interesting that you say you were surprised at how quickly you felt it. Yes. And I think that is probably the biggest surprise for those who have never been around cannabis before is how quickly you feel the high when, when you have good stuff. Right. In your case, good CBD. <laughs> so that it had the pain relief. I, I wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't. But you may. Yeah. You, you may. We may have a similar conversation three years from now. Right. And, and you have discovered that yin yang is not the only strain that has some appeal to you. Right. And that's the other beauty of it. It, it. Now, the difficulty of, for us, of course, is it's not the same thing to shop online, to, to go and try to f- figure out what you want because you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you can't feel it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard for somebody like you, inexperienced in buying cannabis, to do so online, I would suggest. Would, is that someplace that you think you would go to, to try to find something? Or would you rather go to a store to, to look at it? I, well, I don't really get to taste beer before I buy it most of the time anyway, unless I go to a store. Well, um, yeah, and, and I guess I'm not implying that you can taste, but I, but I, I know certainly so, that, that from the dispensary perspective, yeah. which you've probably never even been into. I have not, no. Yeah, so let me give you some history. <laughs> in, in a typical dispensary in British Columbia, prior mm-hmm. to legalization, you had a plethora of strains to select from, and you had the ability to smell each of those strains because that's where it's the terpenes that give it the smell and the taste. Right. And if you can smell that there's a little bit of a lemon scent to it, chances are that's going to be more of a sativa. And if you're finding more of the earthy wood wood tones, that's more into the indicas. So that's why smelling it is different than tasting the beer. Right. Kind of thing. (laughs) So you, it wouldn't matter to you because you, you have no experience with it anyways. Right. Yeah. So you're probably, you don't care whether a cannabis store opens in, in, in the Okanagan <laughs> then, well, unlike some of us. I, I like having accessibility for people, like yeah. especially medicinally, right? Yeah. Um, and so if people are, are using it medicinally, then it is important to have it available for people with a medical need for it, mm-hmm. right? So not having that available, that's the other issue that's happened with legalization, right? It is. All of a sudden, everything's sold out. So mm-hmm. people who are relying on it medically... Can't aren't able it. to get it. Mm-hmm. So that, unfortunately, that's a problem at the moment, but I'm sure that will resolve within the next few growing cycles, right? There are those that suggest that that will be a long time coming. It could be, yes. <laughs> On the other side of that, there are those that say, we're already prepped to solve all of that. If they would simply allow the growers who were here before right. to become legal growers, we wouldn't have the supply problem that, that we have across the country. Right. It's an interesting time to be a Canadian. It, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, it's, it's different North landscape. America altogether, but yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but I more specifically here, because yes. this is the country, the first to legalize it. True. And, and we're, we're showing the world either how to do it or how not to do it. And many would say that so far we've shown them how not to do it. <laughs> right. Although for me, 
being a longtime imbiber, it is at least the stage where I know that I can go out in my backyard and nobody can say anything if I want to smoke a joint and mm-hmm. you know, I'm legal from that perspective. Right. There's still a whole lot of other areas that are are more bizarre than they were before legalization occurred. <laughs> so you had your first experience. Do you think you're going to go back for more? Um, probably not. Nope. I can, as long as I can get my better posture happening, I, I should be okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm much more interested in the, the medicinal usage, as I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. And uh, with Chinese medicine, there's been like at least 1,800 years of, of history with this as a, mm-hmm. as a substance, um, including how to see ghosts, <laughs> which is another topic altogether. <laughs> okay. Uh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, well, the effect on that, and that's the other thing that has amazed me, and the endocannabinoid system is there to, to receive. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it seems like it, this is a, a real synergy between us and cannabis that mm-hmm. you know, we get an opportunity to explore now that it's legalized. Uh, I was actually listening to another podcast as well uh, with Dr. Ira Price. Okay. He's um, an MD in Ontario who's prescribing cannabis in the emergency room oh instead of using opiates excellent um, so idea it's quite quite the time to be living in in order for for us to decrease pain and help patients well and there, and there's now starting to study the fact that that cannabis can help people get off the opioids yes and, and i've been wondering for long so long why they haven't been looking at that it seems so obvious yes yeah and that is a problem we have to deal with in our country. This is yeah. insane. We've got so many people the, dying. The stigmas that are existing in, in it, even just talking about it still, it, it can be. It, it's a, still there. And, 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 I, and that's why I admire your courage. <laughs> oh, thank you. For, for <laughs> stepping forward and not being afraid to talk about it openly. Because until, until more of us are willing to do that, we're still going to be living in that stigma and it may be legalized, but we're still not getting the full benefit out of it. Right. So kudos to you, Michael. I'm, <laughs> I'm really, really pleased that well, you did you. that. Thank you for coming by. I, I loved the conversation. I think it was a, a, a nice exposure to everyone to see the other perspectives because it's not only those who have been immersed in cannabis like myself and, and David Whitey for years. It's people like yourself who are having a peripheral exposure to it and how that's impacting you and how it could impact others. So I appreciate your, your candor and your honesty. Well, thank you for having me, Gary. Yeah, thanks for coming by. It was when Michael first raised the idea of being gifted a strain of cannabis that I realized that people are probably curious about whether that's the thing they should do now that it's legal. In my opinion... The opinion as someone who has already expressed the fact that I have been imbibing for a number of years, I think it's a fabulous idea. And I don't think it's one that people should shy away from necessarily. I listened to a local media outlet. They went out on the street and they asked a bunch of people whether they thought it was cool to gift cannabis this holiday season. And I couldn't believe the number of people who expressed shock at at even the idea. And yet these same people didn't find any problem with gifting a bottle of scotch or a couple cases of beer. It's just one of the other hypocrisies in our society and a stigma that we still have to deal with when it comes to gifting cannabis. Now, it doesn't always have to be cannabis that you're gifting. There's lots of accessories, papers, screens. Anybody who uses a vaporizer is going to need a fairly steady supply of screens. Stash containers, although we don't necessarily need to stash our cannabis anymore. 
but it is nice to have a good container to put it into. Those are always good gift ideas, as are the flower itself. For example, as I've already expressed at various points in this episode, the day this was recorded was my birthday. And my other son, who you have not met yet, he called his mother up and asked her to take me to the liquor store and get me to buy some craft beer as his gift to me. Thank you, son. I appreciate the generosity. My response to my wife was, you know what? I would rather order some cannabis from the BC Cannabis Store. So that's what I did. I've got an eighth of Galliano on the way, another sativa. I love my sativas. And I thank my other son, Sean, who maybe you'll meet one day. That wasn't his original intent, but that's how it ended up. And that's my advice to you when it comes to gifting cannabis. You got a sense of the people in your life. And if you know that they have been imbibing, they absolutely will appreciate any gift of cannabis you want to give to them. Of course, the problem you're going to have is finding that cannabis to gift to them. (laughs) Unless you live in Kamloops or Kimberley, where Kimberley now has two retail stores. Kamloops, of course, has the BC government store. Here in the Okanagan, we are still lacking. Thank you to Okanagan Z once again for some great information on what's happening in the marijuana industry here in the Okanagan. They posted a story the other day talking about the landscape here in Kelowna, where now we actually do have some applications. In fact, there are 41 applications currently in the city for cannabis retail stores. And the city published some information on where some of those stores are expected to be, planned to be. We'll see. But it's all subject to this particular caveat. An application to rezone the subject property has been submitted, and it will be evaluated as a potential location for a retail cannabis sales establishment. The application is still subject to evaluation by a committee in 2019 and has not been formally accepted for processing at this time. Hmm. Do you think we're going to have a cannabis retail outlet here very soon? Hard to say, but at least the process has begun. So, unfortunately, this holiday season, you're going to have to go to Kamloops or Kimberley if you live in British Columbia and you want to be gifting any cannabis. And that pretty well wraps it up for episode number three of the Cannabis Podcast. If you are just beginning your journey with cannabis, as we always do, and as all of our guests have said, when you begin, go low, go slow. Don't go too far, and hopefully it'll be an enjoyable experience for you. I hope you will come back for another episode of the Cannabis Podcast. We'll be back seven days from now with more great conversations about cannabis, some interesting facts about what's happening in the Canadian cannabis culture, and who knows what else might pop up in the ensuing days. Thanks for being here for Episode 3 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include 
cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.